Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, all you crazy cool parents out there. Um, actually, this podcast might be best geared for the moms. Um, now, dads, if you're listening, by all means, continue to listen. You might get some, get some great ideas. But what I'm going to talk about today is um, like system and ideas that we've used along the way that kept us sane with our half a dozen little people as we were raising them. And so I'm just titling, how did you do it? Because when um, we were starting to raise our family, we asked families that had a lot of kids, how did you do it? How did you do, how do you do groceries and meals and laundry and, and just all the little things along the way that run a household, run a, a corporation, if you will. And so dads, you probably have a handle on what it means to run a corporation out in the real world, but sometimes us moms, um, like for me, it was kind of hard. I couldn't figure it out. Like my brain wasn't wired that way. And so I asked a lot of moms and did a lot of research. And And I know you guys now, you moms now have the internet, so you can pretty much Google anything you want. Um, but I still get questions all the time that are that are asking me, how did you how did you do this? And what did you do with this? And what about this? And so this is just going to be a topic where I'm just going to share what it is that we did, what it is that we did that made life easier. And so um, these are some of the things that I did just literally out of sheer survival. And I had to create my own systems for our family. And you're going to have to do the same thing because you are uniquely wired, uniquely uniquely gifted. And so you have your own ways of doing things. But I do hope that this... Um, all of these things, this culmination of ideas that I share will you would give you some ways to manage the, your own craziness in your life. And so by all means, you don't have to do it like I did it. <laughs> um, and I can't even say that I've didn't done it the same way along the way. Um, but it, I have... Um, I have tweaked a few things to make them easier. And so I'm just going to go through and share them with you. All right. Are you ready? Okay. So people have asked us, um, what did, what did you do about groceries? You know, is your grocery bill outrageous? What did you, you know, what was your plan? How often did you go to the store? Or were you going to the store every day? And, and so for me, when my kids were little, and most of this is going to go off of when my kids were little, um, just because life is really different now with just two teenage boys at home. It, it's, it's just a whole different ship that I'm running now. Easier. Definitely. Those of you that have got a house full of littles, um, it, I promise it gets easier. The children get more more self sufficient. My my boys do their laundry. They pretty much fix themselves whatever they is whatever it is they want to eat. Especially if I haven't cooked anything, and so it does get easier. But so this is what it was like when they were when they were all at home when they were all little. So I did meal plan. Um, but I didn't, I never, I rarely ever made a grocery list. Um, and my, my theory, you guys are going to be like, are you kidding me? My theory was that I would go up and down every single aisle and I would just start at one end of the store and go down the other. And I would use the visual of the things on, the, on the shelves to cue. Oh, I need toilet paper. Oh, I need paper towel. Oh, we need, we need this. And so, um, 
I pretty much got the same things every week because I found that if you find something that they like, then don't mess it up, you know, and so very rarely did I get new things um, because most of the time I would end up throwing that away because they didn't like it. I like, I always wanted them to like all the pumpkin flavored things that come out in the fall and I ended up either eating them all myself, which wasn't good, or throwing them away. Um, I did shop once a week. I am not a fan of the grocery store. My mom loved the grocery store. Me, not so much. It is definitely something that I have to do. Grateful that the store is there, that I don't have to go out and gather berries and all of that stuff, um, but didn't love it. And then I, I preferred to go without kids. Kids, as you know, just add a whole nother element to the shopping experience. And so I would try to go um, maybe one evening, Don, what would usually happen is, um, they would, they had Jason's Deli would be kids eat free. And so he would take all the kids on uh, whatever night that was, and he would feed them all. And I would go to the grocery store and, and maybe I would take the infant with me or the toddler or something like that. And he would take the big kids. Um, but if I did have to take my kids, then, um, then we usually had a plan. And what I would do is everybody got to pick out something. They got to pick out their one thing, whether it was their favorite cereal or their favorite snack or, or something, they could pick out something edible because it was part of the grocery budget. Um, and we would try to do that first. I mean, like right off the bat, so they were holding their thing. And so if they wanted something else, then I would say, okay, do you want um, to take to not get that cereal and you want to get those, those snack bars? And so that was kind of how we got through the grocery store with them not wanting every single thing. I let them have their one thing. All right, let's see. And then, oh, and I just wanted to throw this in there. My favorite invention, which did we didn't have it when they, my kids were little, but I use them all the time, are the reusable grocery bags. If you have not been liberated to those yet, oh my goodness. You can fit so much in there. And I actually like to, pre, I prefer now like packing my own bags. And so then I can have the bag that goes straight to the pantry, the bag that goes to the outside fridge, the inside fridge. And so if you're not using reusable bags, I highly encourage you to get some of those totally worth it all right moving on to the next category meals okay so we um i just did a rotation of meals that they liked we pretty much ate the same thing they they the kids laugh at me now because um there was a, a meal that we did which was macaroni and cheese and hamburger meat and peas and um so yes Velveeta is not good for good for us i understand that um People aren't eating meat nowadays and frozen peas. What kind of, you know, value is that? But there were just a few things that I had that I knew that they were going to eat that I would put in there, you know, once or twice a week. And we pretty much ate the same things. Very rarely did I get creative because as soon as I did, then I would end up throwing that out. Um, I usually did kid-friendly food, spaghetti, you know, things that was familiar to them. They didn't really like casseroles. I tried to use the crock pot a lot, but they did not love that. Maddox said, everything tastes the same in a crock pot. And I'm like, it's got different textures. And he goes, it all tastes the same. It doesn't matter. And so, um, Nowadays, you guys have Instapod and air fryers. And so there's so many other ways to cook things so that they don't all taste the same. I did have one kid that didn't love um, different di didn't love dinner. I mean, he didn't love anything that I that I made, um, and so he ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And that's a whole other topic: how to get a fussy kid to eat. Um, and so I just let him do that. And then for me, so dinner was our main thing, and I tried to focus on um, making dinner. Um, what I 
what we didn't do a whole lot of is breakfast or lunch, meaning that it, I didn't go real elaborate with that. It was pretty low key. I never liked breakfast as a child and a lot of my kids didn't. And so breakfast was pretty simple. It was just peanut butter toast. Now on Saturday, we would usually do a big eggs, bacon. I just do not love cooking bacon, but eggs, bacon, um, cinnamon rolls, fruit, you know, things like that. But we do a big breakfast, but most of the time during the week, it was just peanut butter toast. And then low key lunch, um, nachos, or sandwiches and what I would even do is because we were homeschool I would have the um one of the kids you know third fourth fifth grade they would go make lunch for everybody while I was working with one of the kids and so it was an opportunity to delegate a a meal and to show them what it looks like to work in the kitchen and um one thing one less thing I had to do all right so moving on snacks oh my goodness so many so many moms say what do you do about snacks um yeah, so for us, we I had to limit the snacks to two a day or else they would eat all the snacks in the first day. I mean, and they would be gone. And, and we, we did that for a little while. I mean, we learned that, oh, you ate them all the first day. But then the last several days before I went to the store again were a nightmare. And so I had to say, okay, you get two snacks a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And so what I did is I had a giant snack box, like a giant Tupperware container, and I just dumped all the, the, the bars and the crackers and the raisins and the fruit snacks and all the options that they had in there. And then they could just go in there, um, like I said, twice a day. I did try to include fruit either at lunch or for a snack. My kids loved fruit. Anytime I put anything in front of them, they, they loved that. And then one of the things that I did do is to get them to drink water um, where, and I wasn't having to get it for them all the time. We had color coded water cups. And so they would have their cup and then they would get their, their little beverage. When they were little, I did not do a whole lot of juice. Of course, we didn't do, we didn't do soda. I didn't like how they responded when we had soda. I didn't do anything special at home, but when we would go out to restaurants, sometimes we would let them when they were ordering kids meals, we would for sure let them get a beverage. And so that was a special time for them, but I did not have it at home. One, I didn't want to take up the grocery bill with it. And then two, they just fill up on beverages and then they're starving, but they're not hungry. (laughs) So, okay. Moving on to the next topic, house cleaning. Oh my goodness. I've just heard from so many, so many mamas that it's just feels impossible to clean the house. I know that, have you done this before where the kids have like the, your husband's taken the kids somewhere, they've gone on a walk or whatever. And you've just swiped, you've cleaned through the, you've gone through the whole house and you just feel like you're superwoman and you get it all done so fast because they're not there undoing everything you're doing. And so that's one of the things that I would do is I would, I would have Dawn take everybody and I would come through and I would clean everything. But when they started getting a little bit older, we would have a Saturday cleaning day and Dawn was a huge help on that day. And so we would just delegate the things that they could do and, um, and have them help. But to be honest with you, I think it was after Michael. So that was my, after my fifth child, I think Don could see the panic in my eyes that I can't do this anymore at the level that I want to do it. We ended up hiring a, a, a sweet Hispanic couple that came in a couple times a month and helped. And so they scrubbed the toilets and the floors and they, and they, and they actually even took my laundry and ironed it, all of Don's um, business shirts and stuff. And so they were a complete blessing that we had for a decade at least. Um, 
Yeah, they were there. Um, and so they, they, they really helped. And so I don't know what your finances are like and if you can afford that. And I completely understand if the, if the budget does not allow it. But if it does, I highly recommend getting somebody to come in just a couple times a month and do that deep cleaning. And this is what I felt like the Lord told me. Anybody can scrub your, scrub your toilet, but not any, not anybody can educate your kids and love your kids and be the, the mom for your kids. And that's what kind of helped me justify that expense of having somebody else come in and help me clean. Right now, I do not have anybody helping me clean, and it's very sad. My house has um, got about an inch of dust across it everywhere all the time. Even after I dust, it feels like it's right there again. Um and so I am, I am back to where those of you who don't have somebody helping you, I feel your pain. I get you. Okay. So laundry is another thing that feels like it's just overwhelming and never ending. I was actually at Madeline's house the other day. She's my second daughter and she's now got two kids. And she says, mom, I don't, I don't know how you keep up with laundry. How did you do that with all of these kids? And I said, well, I have a couple tricks and I don't know when I incorporated it in our lives, but my favorite trick that I share with anybody who ever asks is that they each, everybody has their own laundry basket. It's separated. And so Molly had hers, Michael, or Molly, Madeline, Macy, McKenzie, Michael, Maddox, everybody had their very own laundry basket in their room with their laundry in it. Um, and so when that laundry basket got full and when they were little and they were all at home, we actually had days assigned. So Molly was a Monday and Madeline was a Tuesday and Macy was a Wednesday. Um, worked out nicely, you know, seven kids, seven days. <laughs> Actually, I, I put a couple couple kids on each day, but they would bring their laundry down. I would put it in the washer, and then they would usually move it from the washer to the dryer, depending on how big they were. Um, but I also didn't mind doing that. I don't know. There's something really satisfying about having somebody else help do something, and I count the washer and the dryer as my helpers. And so to dump the dirty clothes in and then be washed and then move them to the dryer and then be dried, I love that. And then I would put them in the basket or the kids would pull them out of the dryer and put them in the basket and they would take it and put it away. And that was the key for me because that's what took so long. When they, when, when Molly, Madeline, Macy, McKenzie's laundry was all together, there was four little girls, pairs of panties, and I didn't know whose was whose. And I didn't know whose shirt was whose because Molly had worn it at some point in time, but now is Macy wearing it? And so that was the part to me that I hated about laundry is... It was the sorting it out and then um, putting it away. I didn't, I don't mind folding it. There's actually something very therapeutic about folding it, but I don't love the other parts of it. And so what I did, and I'm just going to encourage you moms is to think about laundry and think about what is it that I don't like about laundry? What is it? Is it that I don't like gathering it? Is it I don't like sorting it? Is it I don't like folding it? I don't like putting away and figure out what it is you don't like. Like, for example, I don't like folding shirts. And so we would hang up their shirts. Um, And so anyway, I just defined what it is I didn't like. And then I eliminated that. Okay, I don't like putting it away. The kids can put their own laundry away. Oh, I don't like sorting it. Okay, great. Then I will let the, the basket, the laundry basket itself sort it so that it's all in one place. Um, anyway, hope that makes sense. Um, still doing that today. To this day, um, Don and I do our laundry together. We have a dark load, white load towels, and then the boys have their own dark load, white load, and they just bring it down when it's full, wash it, dry it, and they take it back up and put it away. All right. And then laundry goes into managing clothes and changing season. I think it's so funny when people ask this because, um, 
it is a it is a big deal. I mean, if you've got seven kids, you've got seven wardrobes, and then you've got two seasons, you know, hot and cold. And so, how do you manage all of those pieces of clothing? I just remember as each child was added, I would get more and more overwhelmed with the things in our house. And so, one of my friends who had eight kids actually, and they had a three, they lived in a three bedroom house. She literally stored their um, clothes from sizes and seasons and Tupperware containers and marked them, you know, 18 months, 24 months. And, and so what I would do is, um, I would, uh, I would just shift it in their closet. Like when each season would come, if it was winter time or summertime, I would shift it down into their closet. We would also use that time to sift through and get rid of the stuff that I didn't like, or that they had ruined or move it down to the, to the next child. I wish that I was organized enough to buy off-season. I never was, and I never really had the budget set aside so that I could buy their summer clothes in summertime, nor did I trust the size that they would be. And so we just hit the sales a lot. And so we would usually a couple times a year, the, like I said, as it was getting cold and as it was getting hot, we would go and we went to Old Navy and um, Target and places like that. That's where my kids were dressed from. Nothing too fancy. Okay, let's see. Moving on to chores. Okay, so I would love to tell you, oh, yeah, we had chores down to a science and all my kids helped and it was amazing. But the reality is we tried all sorts of chore charts. And to be honest with you, I was never really disciplined enough to follow through. I mean, Don was brilliant. He came up with all sorts of different systems and ideas. One time we had what was called Manning Bucks, and he had printed out a whole bunch of money with like value on it. Um, The kids still joke about it today because it was a great idea, but I didn't use it. I didn't compensate them. And so I think the main reason was because how I'm wired is I am a servant and I am a doer. And so I would just get in there and do it. And I'm not a very good delegator. And so if you are a better delegator, then your a chore chart will probably work wonderful for you. Um, so what I did, what did work for me though, because I, because of how I am wired is they just had regular things that they did that I didn't even tell them to do. They just did it. Like they would clean their room. They put their laundry away. They would help with a, with a sibling. And so those were the things that they would do. They would help me with a meal, you know, it's, Hey, it's time to, you know, it's time to fix dinner, you know, and then they would, they would come and help. But the, the thing that, I incorporated in our family, and once again, the kids laugh at me all the time and quote me all the time, is I would say, if we all work for five minutes, then we'll have 30 minutes of work done, but we will have only worked for five minutes. Meaning that if the house was a mess, which it usually was, um, like before Don would come home from work, I would, that was one of, I would set times that we would clean up. Like we would clean up before lunch and we would clean up before dad got home from work. And then we would clean up before we go to bed. And so we'd have three different time periods that we would clean up. We would stop what we were doing and I would set the timer for five minutes or if it was a big mess, seven minutes, or if it was a big project, 30 minutes. Um, I would set the timer on the microwave and we would all just work like crazy. We would all run around and clean up. Okay, you, you pick up this, this, and this, and you do this, this, and this. Okay, good. We did it. Yay. We beat the timer. And so it was kind of a goal, a game actually. So that's how the Mannings did chores with all seven children. Um, All right. Another topic is sports. How did we do the extracurricular stuff? Well, 
One of the things that we did to kind of bypass the system was that Don was their coach. Um, and so that freed me from going to a lot of practices because he would take them and he would he would plan the practices to be one after the other or on the same day so we didn't miss too many days as families. Um, I know that that's not a reality. A lot of dads, you know, cannot be coaches. And so... Um, one of the things that you can do and what we had to do is we had to pick one season per one sport per season per kid and they all played basketball that was Don's connection tool with all of them and so it was really rough for several years I just remember that January and uh, I guess it started before the holidays and December practices would start games would start in January and I remember by February we were so burnt out we were so done going to at one point in time seven well maybe not seven because molly was 17 she was playing but mccade was an infant um at one point in time we we had five playing it was it was insane um and so one of the things that we did do is we had to filter every extracurricular activity with the value of the family for example gymnastics like none of my kids did gymnastics if your kids are doing gymnastics that is great but for us it was too costly um not expensive wise although i do hear it is expensive but it was time consuming like that one child would be away from the family for several nights a week and that to us was not worth the 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 value of the skills that they were getting in gymnastics and so that was one of the things we had to do is filter through. If it was too much, we tried to get as many extracurricular things done during the day. And because we homeschooled, we were able to do that. Like the violin lessons would come to our house or the art lessons would be during the day so that our evenings weren't taken up. And then the last thing is we tried to filter the extracurricular through the things that didn't interfere with church. For example, like Maddox played basketball last year. Um, and he was a, he was a sophomore, and he just told his coach on Wednesdays I have a leadership role at church, and I can only go to half of practice. And the coach is like, "That's fine, not a problem at all." And so um, that's just kind of how that worked with that's kind of how that worked with Maddox, and that's kind of how we just had just done sports. We just kept them in their spot because here's the deal parents um the the world tells us that sports are valuable and they're important and that extracurricular is valuable and important and it is it just comes behind family it comes behind family time okay so speaking of fun times birthdays people always ask me what did you do for your birthdays what did you do for birthdays okay so when I was a little girl, I think I only had two birthday parties that I remember. I just, we just, my, we just wasn't that big of a deal when I was growing up. And so I wanted it to be a big deal with my kids. And I do think that be, when you have a bunch of kids to have one day set aside to make them feel special, honored, loved, um, is valuable. And so, oh my goodness, we would go over the top when on their, on their birthdays and we, we would do presents. Like we take all the other siblings to the store and we would pick out something from the dollar store for everybody, for them to have presents. The whole family was involved when it came to um, building the birthday parties, um, the child himself got to pick the the plan. Michael had a Spider Man birthday party, and 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 Don was the bad guy, and all the kids, and they had to climb through um, the web of the stairs, and and all the girls were involved in helping um, make it. Each room was a different room to do fun things. I mean, I could go on and on about the different birthday parties we've had. 
Um, and so we do go overboard. I'm not saying that you have to go overboard. And by all means, if your child is not a socialite and doesn't want a party, don't force them to have a party. Um, but you can make the day special. You can fix them what they want. What we would do is fix them what they wanted for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They get to pick all three meals and, um, they got to open presents, you know, along the way or in the evening and they could, they got to pick out if they wanted. My, my kids were not birthday cake kids. And so they would, we'd usually do some ice cream or some special treat for them for their, um, for their special, you know, thing where we would sing happy birthday. And the one thing that I did try to do, which was sometimes hard, was I tried to keep it on their day of birth. And so if their birthday was on a Tuesday, it was pretty difficult to have a birthday party on that year. And so we might just have a few friends over um, for dinner or we'd have a low-key birthday on that. And then when it would hit on the weekends, we'd have a bigger party. But the reason that I did that was because if not, birthdays could be drawn out forever and you could do the special day with all the meals and then you've got the day of, anyway, craziness. It's crazy what people do nowadays for birthdays. We did, very rarely did we go places for birthdays. Most of them, we did have home birthdays. Um just because it was a novel, because people would always go places, and so to have one at home was different. All right, let's see. Um, kids rooming together. Uh, yes, we did. We thought it was very valuable for every kid to share a room with one of the siblings, at least at some point in time in the season, and we let them redecorate their rooms if we would switch and we would design it. Um we think that that's a, that's a good idea for a season, not forever, but for a season. Everybody needs to learn how to live with somebody. Toys. So we, um, toys seem to be a parent's nemesis and nightmare. We actually had a game room in both of our houses. And so all the toys stayed in the game room. Very rarely did they come into their own bedrooms. Um, and did they, or did they even come downstairs because they had their own place to stay and it made it feel less chaotic. That's not, it was nine people living in our house. Toys just made it more chaotic. And so, but we did have a system with toys where we had a giant closet and they had all these containers in it and the containers were labeled. And if they got the blocks out, then they had to put the blocks away before they got the Tinker Toys out. Then they had to put those away before they got the Legos out. And then we had themes of toys too. I didn't have just a whole bunch of stuff. We had sports things, dollhouse, Barbies, Legos. We had certain themes of toys. And if it, if it didn't fit within a theme, then it didn't hang around the house for very long. Um, TV and technology. It was a different world. My girls grew up in a different world. They watched an hour or so of TV a day. It was usually in the afternoon, evening, after we had cleaned up, while I was fixing dinner. Um, or the little kids would watch a program while I was doing school with the big kids. We did have like a family movie night almost every weekend where we picked out a fun family movie, pop, pop some popcorn. Um, but the boys' life started becoming more technological with them. And so they have to admit played a lot of Minecraft and I let them because it was like modern day Legos it's like okay we're ushering in a new season and they play differently and this 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 generation plays differently and so we did do that and so like I said I didn't have to struggle with technology until my boys were a little bit older so you're going to have to decide that on your own I mean I do if you research anything at all the more time they have on technology and tv the bet the not so good it is for their brain um, but I do encourage you to invite them into how many hours a day do you want to be on it? Um, and when they say eight, then you can back down to say no two, and then y'all can meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay. I got two more, two more parts, just two more. Ready? Um, vacation. 
So many people have asked, did y'all go on vacation? How in the world did you go on vacation? And so Don is a vacation advocate. He absolutely loved vacation. Me, not so much. Because, I mean, mamas, if you've been, you go, when you take everybody on vacation, you're not on vacation. All you're doing is picking up your life in transit and you're moving it to another place. It's hard. It is so hard to live out of suitcases and keep up with everybody and all their clothes and they're not kept when they're nice drawers and stuff. Um, but I was grateful for for Don to drag me on vacations because it was an incredible exposure to new things that our kids got, that I got. It broke me out of the monotony of life and them out of the routine of life. And so it's almost like a breath of fresh air in in the middle of life. We um, went to the beach a lot. We went snow skiing a lot, even when they were little. Um, we did amusement parks. We did Disneyland, Disney World a couple times. We went to um, Silver Dollar, Dollar City in um, Missouri. And then one year we did family camp. Um, I hear people really love family camp. Um, some of our kids loved it, but our older kids did not. I'm not a camper. And so if you're a camper, then that's a great family vacation. We would go to the lake. Don's parents had a little lake house. or um, And so we would do that. And that was a nice little break for vacation. Okay, last last topic I'm going to talk about is pets. Um, so I... Um, when I had, as we had the more, more children that we had, the less interested in pets that I became because it was one more thing for me to take care of. And so the only way that we ever got clearance for a pet by me was if the kids would take care of them, that they would be in charge of the food and the water. And while that is a great idea and it is a good thing to encourage, reality is kids don't have the mama factor in them where they're constantly making sure everybody's taking care of, including the animals, even if you don't want to. And so that was my big problem is that I found myself always taking care of them. And so we had, we've had, we had the fish and we had the gerbils or the hamsters or the, you know, whatever. We had over a dozen cats. Um, and that was just because when we would keep them in the house for about a year and then once we, we would let them go out, then we had owls that would, they would kidnap them and so we went through a lot of cats and then our, our cats would have kittens and we've had four different dogs along the way our 30-year journey we had a small dog and that one didn't work because he um wasn't good with when michael was a baby um we had a large dog that one that wasn't good because he would jump on the kids and so then we had a medium dog um and all of those dogs lasted about three years and then something would happen and we would need to get rid of them. And then this last dog that we've got, so we've now got our, our fourth dog of, in our Manning history of pets. And this dog, I really did say, I'm not feeding it. I'm not giving it water. I'm not doing anything. And this dog has by far been the best dog so far. Um, one, because I just think that they took ownership of it. They took responsibility. They picked it out. They paid for it. They they make sure it's fed. They take, they take complete responsibility of it. So I don't know where you are when it comes to pets. If you're an animal lover mama, then you go for it. You, you collect all the pets. Um, but if you're not, then delegate that to your kids. And if you don't have a pet, then I want to just say, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> People are important and our energy, we've, our energy is so divided and it goes so many different places. And so if you um, 
don't want to spend your energy on a pet, then that's just fine. I tell, I tell, tell them all the time, when you grow up, you can have as many pets as you want. I probably won't come visit, but you can have as many pets as you want. Okay, so I just want to wrap this up. Of course, you have your own unique family with its own specific issues. So the things that we did are not going to completely apply to you, but I do hope that you can use a few of these ideas to eliminate areas of stress in your life. And so if you have an area that I didn't talk about, please email me at Suzanne at crazycoolfamily.com. And I would love to process with you. And then listen, if you have any ideas, strategies, systems that are working in your family, please go to our Crazy Cool Family community page and share it. I would love to hear what you're doing because I might need to incorporate that as well. And so thanks for listening. um, And I just encourage you to go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com.